Welcome one. Welcome all. The Bill Michael Show. Back again. Glad you're with us. I wish we had better things to discuss. Quite honestly. Um, the performance by the Brewers yesterday. Um, you know, there's there's nothing new here when it comes to uh, Craig Council saying, well, you know what? You only score one run. That's all you're going to do. Yeah, it's, it's not going to be enough. Well, the, it's not that he's breaking news because he's really not. We all know that. He's not breaking news. It's just this is exactly what we talked about, and today you live with the frustration. Angela, good morning over on the Bud Light live stream, as many of you continue to, uh, to chime in over there. It is exactly what we've talked about. Unfortunately, it is an all-or-nothing offense, and it's almost as if when Corbin Burns is on the mound, they say, oh, we don't have to do anything. Corbin Burns is going to only give up a run. All we got to do is score two. That's it. He has been the benefactor of craptastic offense this season yet again. And I, there, there's, no, there's no rhyme or reason to all of this. just is what it is. There's not uh, not, a, not a great outing by any stretch of the imagination uh, other than Keston Hira, who ended up going yard, but that was it. That was it. Not much more uh, not much more to show for it, unfortunately. Welcome to the program. If you want to chime in, the phone number to do so, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to give us a shout via um, Twitter, you can do so. At Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels, our esteemed producer, one Ben Z. Kenny, at Ben Z. Kenny over on Twitter as well. Good morning, Ben. How you doing? Good morning, Bill. I am, I'm doing terrific. I got to wake up today and go back into the archives of 2007 Top 40 Pop Music to find okay. uh, Jordan Sparks' song, Tattoo. So it's a good morning. Oh, okay. Do, do, we, do we jump into that right away? Nah, we don't need to. I that's just what I did this morning to get ready. Yeah, I, I'm well prepared. I have researched some details that we can go into later. But in the realistic realm of what happened in sports last night, I mean, it's it's ridiculous that all these things always happen when Burns is on the mound. Like Josh it's, Hader gives up a yeah. run. When does that ever happen? That's now two this series, but it's always Burns, right? It, it always happens to Corbin Burns. There's always that pitcher, year in and year out. One guy pitches pretty well, but it doesn't matter if he throws uh, if he throws a no-hitter. It doesn't matter. He'll still lose the game. He'll, he'll throw a no-hitter through eight, come in, and they'll lose two to one. It just two-run walk-off, whatever. It just, it just happens. And unfortunately, it's Corbin Burns yet again. There you go. I mean, I don't know what else to say. With everything we've discussed, we, we got into it yesterday. We talked about pitching. We talked about the quality of pitching and who you're going to go after and the uh, coming up to the trade deadline and such. Well, we get into all of that. But the bottom line is that this team right now, it's all or nothing. And the statistics that we went through yesterday when it comes to home runs, on-base percentage, batting average, OPS, 
uh, walks, strikeouts, extra base hits. We went through all of that. And the bottom line is you can look at the numbers and say it's exactly what we thought it was. It is an all-or-nothing team. And when it's nothing, it sucks. And the fact is you have lo- you split with the Pirates. You lost two out of three to the Cubs. And that sucks. You ha- And yet again... The Cardinals lose. Your golden opportunity, and at this point in time, and I don't want to hear this stuff, well, you know, they're getting down the stretch towards the All-Star break. They need this race. So do other teams. Other teams need it too. Other teams aren't limping to the finish line. And I get it, long second half of the season yet to go. 100% agree. But right now you're peeing down your leg. You haven't won anything yet. Nothing and you're peeing down your leg. You're letting golden opportunities go by the wayside, and you got nothing. So keep going. Keep doing what you're doing. We'll see what happens. Uh, I still think this is a very good baseball team. I just think right now there is. Yesterday, Ben, correct me if I'm wrong, watching that game yesterday, did it seem, and I had more than a few people reach out to me on this, did it seem like they were just kind of going through the motions? A bit. I think there is something to be said of what you mentioned at the top of the show, that when you have Jacob DeGrom or Corbin Burns on the mound, you kind of know A is a fielder. It's like back in Little League. It's like, oh, that ace is on the mound. He's not going to hit it out to me. And Mm -hmm. they weren't lackluster necessarily in the field, but that attitude could persist to when they're at the plate, knowing that, yeah, Burns will give up no runs through seven. We get one home run in the third inning and we're good. So Mm -hmm. then when unforeseen circumstances happen kind of backfires but yeah I think that is kind of fair to say I don't know if there's a specific example I can pull up but yeah it does seem like that yeah it uh it it was it was a little disconcerting now I have said this before so I would be a hypocrite if I didn't bring it up that a team does look lethargic they do look like they're going through the motions one if they're not winning or two if they're getting shut down I agree with that but yesterday was one of those days where I kind of watched that game and I was doing stuff around the house and getting a lot of things done and I had some running around to do and I'm listening to it and I got home to catch the end and I, I'm kind of like, wow, this is just, this is just, uh, it's a day game. You've got an off day. It looks like they already took the off day, but it's a day game. You got an off day coming up. You got a golden opportunity. You got your ace on the hill. Go out and kick some ass and then rest rest and relax on Thursday. Get back at it against a bad baseball team on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Be good to go. And it it just wasn't that. It was, uh, we're off tomorrow. Looks like we're And then the whole thing about Devin Williams not being available, I still don't understand that. But uh, it just, I don't know. It, it just didn't sit well. Didn't sit well yesterday. That was not a good per- – and you could tell that Craig Council, after the ball game, there was a level of frustration. I get it. He wasn't going to come out and rip his guys. He's he's never done that. So give him 100% kudos for that because he's never been a guy to publicly air frustrations. But I think that's about as frustrated as you can possibly hear when he says, yeah, one run's not going to cut it. He's not by any way, shape, or form telling us, oh, by the way, here's the epiphany of only one run not getting the job done. What he's telling us is uh, a loud and clear message to those guys in that in, in that clubhouse that, yeah, guys, this ain't cutting it. This ain't cutting it. This was Craig Council stating the obvious yesterday. 
that that's throughout the game and we we you know we had 27 outs or to to try to score and we put up one run so there's not many days that's going to be enough no no he's not breaking uh, any kind of massive ground with that statement he's making a statement of the obvious but that's something that's loud enough to be heard inside that clubhouse 877-867-1670 they were 0 for 6 with runners in scoring position yesterday not going to get it done I, I mean you know duh what am I supposed to say? I'm not breaking any news here either, other than maybe portraying to you the same level of frustration that many of you were portraying to me yesterday. Um, there we go. Uh, 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Uh, Thomas says, just got my wisdom teeth pulled. Ah, that's not good. I had that when I was a kid, like back in eighth grade. I think it was eighth grade or freshman year of high school. I got my wisdom teeth out. Only reason I knew that was because the dentist that I went to was my dentist from when I was a uh, a young cat. So you have your uh, like young person's dentist, the guy with dinosaurs and stuff on the ceiling, and then you get to the adult dentist as time goes on. And I got it was like the last thing I ever had done by my when I was younger dentist, so to speak. Oh, I never graduated. So uh, you, you never did? You're still with uh, your same guy? Well, now that I've moved, I've found a I new one. Say. But it took a long time to get out of the dinosaur room. Let's put it that way. Did you? Okay. I had uh, my, my old dentist. The only reason I remember that is because my old dentist had a, um, had, when you went back in the chair and looked up, like now my dentist has televisions like th- that are like on the ceiling. Uh, so you can actually watch ESPN or something when you're you know in the dentist chair. But my old dentist had a towel of a dinosaur and a dolphin. So when you would breathe, like when he'd pull his fingers out of your mouth, you go, you know, I used to breathe hard enough that I could make the towels move. That was my old dentist until I graduated to an adult dentist. (laughs) So so there you have it. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Um, this one is from, uh, this one's from Frank. Frank says, uh, nothing like an offensive output of zero. Keston Hura has to be the savior of the day and he doesn't even do enough to get it done. Uh, an epic fail went to the game yesterday, was completely disappointed. And like many of the players on the field was completely bored. That was from Frank. Frank, um, okay. Again, I'm not going to. I'm not going to sit here and say that uh, it's a very enthusiastic game, even when people are losing, because that's not necessarily the case. Usually when your team is losing or not scoring runs or becoming, you know, massively frustrated, um, then, yeah, I get it. It's not going to look pretty by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, This one's from Mike, who says, you ever going to cover any bowling? Um, is there, is there bowling to cover? No! (laughs) I will say this. I know the PBA, uh, the Professional Bowlers Association, uh, they had the finals of, what was it, last night? They were in Wisconsin last night, I believe. But is, is that what you're talking about? Or is there something else? Because if there's something else, I have no idea what the hell you're talking about. 
But the PBA was was in town, apparently. So there you go. And uh, this one's for Bill. Bill says, uh, good show, unit. Uh, much like yesterday, I was also bored listening to the broadcast. Even Euchre didn't sound too enthusiastic. Yep, I don't know what to tell you. One of, one of the best performances. That's damn straight. Um, Let's do this. Uh, that was quite the brawl at the 4th of July game. Which brawl was that? Am I missing something, Ben? I don't think so. Oh, in the stands at the Kings Oh, in Brewers the stands. Uh, yeah, okay. No, I didn't see that. I heard about that, but I didn't see that. Should we expect that? Because the Cubs fans, usually it's not that bad. Usually. Usually. But for the most part, eh. sometimes it happens. Sometimes there's drunks. Sometimes there's idiots. Uh, I've been one to say I'm not going to necessarily buy into the idiocy. It does happen every now and then. I understand it. I don't agree with it. Um, But it depends on what actually happened. I guess. How many people were arrested? Put it that way. Because usually they'll break it up and send people home or give you a ticket. But if people are actually arrested, then we're talking that was a brawl. So were there people arrested? I was thinking you meant on the field. I'm thinking I don't remember. I was thinking back to the uh, Mariners-Angels game when they were going at it. That was a brawl. That was an on-the-field brawl, but that wasn't uh, 4th of July. There you go. This portion of the program today brought to you by, hey, I met up with our guys yesterday at Forgotten Fire Winery. I met up with uh, with uh, the crew. They were actually in the Milwaukee area, and I got, yes, my Moscato. Oh, yeah. Got the Moscato yesterday. So I'm fired up. I got a couple of bottles of wine. I'm taken down to the uh, lake house after the uh, show today. On my way and cannot wait. They will be chilled. They will be fine. They will be good to go. Looking forward to it. And uh, thanks to the people from Forgotten Fire Winery with uh, with with everything that they do. They they put on great shows up there. They've got uh, in Peshtigo, Wisconsin, they've obviously got a, a great thing going. And they're working their way throughout the state, talking to anybody and everybody. Just say, hey, we're Wisconsin. We're going to go in the bars. We're going to we're going to go into uh, wineries. We're going to go into or into uh, wine shops. We're going to do anything and everything we can. Restaurants to uh, put Wisconsin wines in the hands of Wisconsinites uh, and those that are coming into Wisconsin to imbibe a little bit. So uh, good to that. Good to see them out and about yesterday. A lot of fun. Good to chat and catch up a little bit. Uh, but go to ForgottenFireWinery.com. ForgottenFireWinery. ForgottenFireWinery.com. That's ForgottenFireWinery.com. And, uh, and see for yourself what I've been talking about. Just pick up one bottle of something, whatever it is you like. Like they say, it's fun in a bottle, man. Fun and about. They don't care if you put ice in it. They don't care if you drink white wine with red meat or vice versa. Whatever it happens to be, that all they want you to do is enjoy it. ForgottenFireWinery.com. That is ForgottenFireWinery.com. Stay tuned. We continue on. More coming up right after this. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. job to my buddy Dwayne from Dwayne's Cover It All up in Wausau. 
The floor of the boat, the travel cover, the bimini top, all perfect, folded up, tucked away, ready to go. Getting ready to uh, get out of here today just after the program and uh, head southward and taking the boat with me. But I, I'll tell you this, he is Wisconsin's best canvas upholstery boat cover uh, canvas awning, business repair, whatever it happens to be out there. Just fantastic. Uh, call him, 715-870-2119. 715-870-2119. Whether you're a boat owner like me or maybe you've got, uh, I know that he can repair like the canvas of uh, certain campers, uh, upholstery. Uh, you can also talk about, uh, you know, office chairs and such. If you own a building, an office building or an office uh, that you need to do, rather than buying all new furniture, you get it refurbished. I mean, it's he does some, some fantastic work. But follow him over on uh, Facebook, uh, Dwayne's Cover It All, D-U-A-N-E-S, Dwayne's Cover It All, or go to Dwayne'sCoverItAll.com. But he is by far, hands down, slap your mama on the rear end and say, that's the best, by far the best. Give Dwayne a call, 715-870-2119. There you go. Uh, this one's from Zach. Zach says, uh, same old brewers, can't hit, can't drop down a bun, can't manufacture a run. Uh, Craig Council refuses to do so. And the inexplicable Devin Williams suddenly is not available because of load management. What the hell are you talking about? This team is a train wreck. Now, okay, let, Zach, let's back up here for a second. They're not a train wreck, Okay. They're still in first place. And I know I'm saying that, and I, I agree, that it is not great to be going through this stretch of 10 games where you were hoping to end up 8-2 and two or 7-3. and three. Because if you were right now, you'd probably be five games up on, on the foundering Cardinals. Okay? But you're also foundering. So on one hand, you can say, well, the, the Cardinals aren't doing much better. On the other hand, if you're the Cardinals, think about it this way. If you're the Cardinals, you got to be thinking, this is great. This team is that team isn't that damn good. We, we'll catch them. Don't worry about it. We can, we're going through a rough stretch too. We're going to catch them because they're not that good. They can't hit. The Cardinals have flaws of their own. Don't get me wrong, but they're they're saying the same thing about the Brewers. If you're a Cardinals fan, you're like, eh, we're still three games back. Nothing's changed. We we stink right now, and nothing's changed. That's how bad the Brewers are. So all you're doing, not only in losing. Are you beginning to build frustration? But you're also giving them the uh, the opportunity to say, yeah, the Brewers aren't that good. They're not that good. They're not going anywhere. And if they do, if they do make it to the postseason, they're not going very far. They're just not that good. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. I mean, if I'm a, if I'm a Cardinals fan, Ben... I'm probably screaming right now to the mountaintops going, not going to happen for the Brewers, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, especially, I mean, the Cardinals, part of the thing that buoys you when you get to the playoffs is star power offensively. The Cardinals have Mm -hmm. that twice with Arnauto and Goldschmidt. I feel like there's a sense, also they're the Cardinals, so they always find a way. There's a sense that once they get in, it's like that's the star power they need to, you know, get past a team like Milwaukee. Yep. No doubt. No doubt. I mean, if you're the Cardinals fans, you're probably thinking to yourself, we got this because that Brewers team's just not that good. Not going to happen. 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, feel free. Uh, off day today for the Brewers. Back at it again. A weekend series coming up with the Pittsburgh Pirates uh, this weekend. So they need it. They need this time. They need to rest. Um, it is what it is.
It is what it is. Um, there's a letter, an executive director of the Advocates for Minor League Blistered Major League Baseball's antitrust exemption today. I don't know if you saw this. To the Senate Judiciary Committee calling Congress to give minor leaguers the same protection already extended to the major leaguers, according to the copy of the letter, uh, Harry Marino, whose group has fought for higher salaries and expanded rights for more than 5,000 minor league baseball players, offered pointed responses to the committee's inquiry into the minor leagues, alleging Major League Baseball has abused its exemption to the detriment of the American people and deeming its practices towards players to the minor league conspiracy. Citing low salaries, a fixed wage scale, and the law that allows Major League Baseball teams to avoid paying minor league players minimum wage or overtime. Marino wrote that Congress should expand the Curt Flood Act, uh, the 1998 law that revoked the league's antitrust exemption for labor matters with Major League players. Uh, Doing the same thing in the minor leagues, Marino wrote, could have significant impact allowing minor leaguers to, quote, negotiate the length and terms of their initial minor league contracts with the major league teams, knowing that at the end of those initial contracts, they would be free to sign with major league teams willing to provide them with the best overall compensation packages. In other words, look, if we're not going to be in the majors, but yet we're still a part of the majors, you got to start paying us. And one of the reasons is uh, currently a triple A player makes Get this, 700 bucks a week. A double-A player, 600 A single-A player, 500 bucks a week. And a complex league of players, uh, $400 a week. Six teams, according to the advocates for minor leaguers, do not pay players who are in extended spring training camp. And players also receive signing bonuses ranging from 1000 to $8 million, receiving as the number one overall pick. So, therefore, they should be able to then turn around and pay some of these minor league players. Um, Ben, could you live on 500 bucks a week? No. 700 bucks a week? Also no. So not only are you supposed to commit all of your time to baseball to get the minor leagues better to either, because think about it, if you're a minor leaguer and you're in AAA, you are most likely either a player that is one step away from going to the big league team or a trade chip and they want your value high. They want your value high, so eventually, in some way, shape, or form, you can then maybe bring value to your team, to the franchise that has your rights. You can't go anywhere. You don't have any ability to, to, to move on compensatory-wise. It's, it's this or nothing. And to be able to follow your dream, you either have to suck it up and then get an extra job, which in today's day and age, a lot of minor leaguers don't do except for the offseason. But again, they want it to be a year-round business. Get yourself better, get yourself better, get yourself better because you're either going to come up and be an attribute to the major league team or you're going to be a trade chip to another team eventually down the road. So in other words, we want you to be your best so we get the most value out of you, but we're only going to pay you 700 bucks a week. I get it. If I'm a minor leaguer sitting in AAA toiling away right now, now in some cases... They do take care of room and board and all that kind of stuff, but they're not making your car payment. They're not making your insurance payment. They're not doing all that other stuff. They do pay food to a certain extent, but they they don't they don't take care of you in the minor leagues the way they take care of you in the major leagues. So 
It's it's an interesting quandary, but now they're going back to Congress to say, hey, can you step in here and threaten Major League Baseball with the antitrust exemption, saying that if they're not going to negotiate with the minor league players and give them a sustainable wage, then it's time to uh, time to yank the antitrust yet again and see if Major League Baseball wakes up to that fact. So that's what's going on in Major League Baseball today. That's the big news out of baseball. Otherwise, nah. Brewers, not a lot going on. Uh, we're going to talk with Adam McCalvey, Brewers.com and MLB.com coming up. So stay tuned for that. Got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Down there at San Giorgio in Calderon Club. Terrific Italian food. Downtown Milwaukee. Old World 3rd Street. Right across the street from the Hyatt. Uh, whether it's the uh, authentic pizza or the great Italian food at Calderon Club. Either way, you can't go wrong. They pair it up with Cider Boys down there uh, from Point Brewing. And uh, good, good stuff. So stop down. Say hi to Gino and the gang. Cider Boys and also at Calderon Club and uh, San Giorgio Napoletana Pizzeria. Good, good stuff. Joining us now. On the hotline, a good friend, Adam McCalvey, is here. So, Adam, uh, do you have any uh, ability to hit the baseball? Because if you do, you might have a job. Uh, no, I'm terrible. We have our front office media softball game coming up. So maybe Uh-oh. I should hit the cage. Yeah. Yeah, that might be a way to go. Yeah, this team's struggling right now. Do, that. do you ever play in that? I have never played in that. Uh, I oh, have never been asked to play in that, to be honest with you. Oh, oh, dear. We've stumbled into an awkward situation here. <laughs> That's okay. I, I think part of it is is because it's during the time that I'm actually on the air. Exactly, it is. There you go. The day. Okay. So I understand. Anyway, sorry, I didn't. Re- yeah. Okay. No, it's okay. That's okay. I'm good with that. Um, the the Brewers hitting is the most interesting topic because I I'm on my phone, so I I was trying to look it up because I knew we'd talk about it, but. Can you guys look up while we're talking their numbers of scoring position, hitting with runners in scoring position? Because isn't your sense watching the games that they're terrible? Um, they're not. Like, look at the, the – the, the, they're, they're actually a pretty good hitting team with runners in scoring position, which is uh, probably would surprise people. I think it's because they're all or nothing. Yeah, but I think that that is what baseball is. And I really believe this with, with baseball in general, with pitching, with hitting, with whatever the weaknesses of your team, if it's, some, if it's bad base running, if it's a game where or a week where you get a couple of runners thrown out at home plate, you think your third base coach is terrible. I, I really strongly believe that because baseball is an everyday sport and you just can't watch all the games, like you can on an NFL Sunday where I feel like if you're an NFL fan, you get a real sense of like what the other good teams in the league look like because we're all like staying up Sunday night and watching Sunday night football and we're getting together. I get together with my friends every Monday night, watch Monday night football. So you're watching other teams and other games. In baseball, there's too many games to do that. So you think your team is the worst at whatever their perceived weaknesses because you don't see that every team is, is, is bad. 
And, they are and number one. Bad because they are right number one at score with runners in scoring position, Adam. They right? are number Isn't one in Major League Baseball with OPS. With OPS, with batting average, they're exactly. twelfth. But with OPS, they're number one. So if if the point is to like you know hit doubles with runners in scoring position or just get on base uh, and keep the line moving, they've done a good job. And I think this is reflective of where baseball is right now, where pitching is the dominant force in the sport and situational hitting everywhere is it's a different ball game right now than it was when a lot of us who love this sport got into watching the sport and I baseball can be so cyclical and I do think there's going to be a time where a group of players comes along or a team comes along and starts playing it you know the small ball way again and then maybe the game swings back to that. And then after that, then some team comes around and starts hitting for power, and then it becomes a power game again. I, I do believe that baseball goes in these cycles. And right now, um, everywhere, situational hitting is not the name of the game. It's, it's analytics. It's maximizing run-scoring opportunities by trying to hit the ball hard. Uh, and it's the home, the home run. Because you can't, as Craig Council says this all the time, with how good the pitching is right now and how specialized it is and how big the staffs are relative to what they were when we all grew up. And you get five innings from your starter and you're fine because you've got enough guys to cover it the rest of the way. And by the way, they all throw 96-97. It is really, really hard to string together six-hit innings to put crooked numbers on the board. But what does put a crooked number on the board is a home run. I, I, it, it can be very unsatisfying brand of baseball, uh, but that is just where baseball is at this moment, in my opinion. I mean, I would completely agree with that. I, I think Craig Council has made that extremely clear. There are certain times and certain situations to do things to, quote, manufacture the run and or try to move guys along. But for the most part, it's grip it and rip it, and, and that's kind of the way they've played ball. And that's why it looks like at times an all-or-nothing offense. Um, yeah, and you know, I think you nailed it. You, you nailed it, Bill, right there, where there are times where you're going to have to win a game. And yesterday was one of those days, right? I mean, yesterday was a day where mm-hmm. runner on third, one out, and you're two, three, four four hitters coming up. Willie Adamas has to put a ball in the air to the outfield and score that run. And who knows if, if it's a totally different game for Josh Hader in the situation up one versus a tie game. So um, I, I, I'm certainly not trying to like throw up my arms and say, forget it, just try to hit dingers. Uh, because there are situations, there are days where you have to be good situationally. And on those, the Brewers have certainly lost games that are there for the taking if they're just able, like yesterday, to put a ball in the air and score that run from third. So believe me, they're they're trying very hard to do that. Um, Willie Adamas is not happy with with his, um, you know, say this game is not about batting average much anymore, but I think that's one area where he would point to he'd like his batting average to be higher, just more balls in play. He's, he's hitting home runs. He's actually on pace to break Robin Yount's record for homers by a Brewer shortstop. But he would, I think, like to put the ball in play a lot more. And yesterday was an example of where it would have changed the game. Talking with Adam McAlvey at Brewers.com and MLB.com. You can find him on Twitter at Adam McAlvey. Uh, the other question, we got the load management regarding Devin Williams. And Devin yeah. Williams has not thrown a whole lot. I mean, I think you pointed that out. And numerous people said, wait a minute, that doesn't make any sense. Is there something more to this? Or are we just reading too much into the comment? 
No, no. I mean, there is something more to it because, you know, remember, they check with these guys every day and know how they're feeling. And there's no incentive to not pitch Devin Williams if he was available to pitch yesterday um, with an off day today. You know, that's that's another thing. I, I think there's sometimes comments like, you know, I promise you, Craig Council is not trying to sabotage the team. He's trying to win games. So uh, something Devin Williams said to them before the game yesterday meant that he was not available. And uh, it, it is, it, there was, it was 16 pitchers on, on July 4th and he did pitch the day before that in Pittsburgh, but he had not pitched Tuesday. So it was a surprise that he was not available. Um, but, you know, again, they, they, Jim Henderson, Chris Hook, they go around and these guys throw every day and something about, Devin Williams yesterday meant he was not available, but Craig Council did not cite some injury. So I don't think there's an injury concern. Uh, we followed, we asked and then followed up and I, you know, gave him every opportunity if there was some sort of uh, something beyond just your general, Hey, I need a day. Um, but we'll follow up on that again, obviously uh, tomorrow night when, when Pittsburgh comes to town uh, because, you know, now they're in this home stretch before the all-star break and look like, this is, I think, a tough time for relievers. I think it's a time where they're kind of grinding to the break, and Josh Hader is a good example of that. Remember last year right before the All-Star break, uh, he had a rough patch where he gave up some runs, and, and yesterday walking the first batter on four pitches was very uncharacteristic. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think it, it just seems to me like this is kind of a, a grindy time for relievers, and they need to get through the next uh, 10 days or so, and then they get the All-Star break to hit the reset button. Now, we know we're only uh, a few weeks away, three, four weeks away from the trade deadline. So uh, give me your sense as to what direction they're – because we figured they're going to be buyers. What direction are they going to go? I think they're going to make incremental ads versus, like, big ads. Because, look, there's so much risk when you're talking about adding a player for two months. Um, And I think last year was a good example. Eduardo Escobar was an impact addition offensively. That's a good hitter in Major League Baseball relative to the players that were traded at the deadline last year. And he was as hot as could be. And the Brewers picked him up, and he did very, very little in a Brewers uniform. Um, So that's what makes a deal like that risky. And look, the relievers they picked up the deadline too. Remember Daniel Norris and John Curtis? They were very excited, particularly I think about John Curtis. And he ended up getting hurt instantly and having Tommy John and getting cut loose. So he gave them basically nothing. Um, I, I just, this is my sense, my guess. Uh, I think it's more likely to add a couple of players. I think they'll add a center fielder of some kind to add to that mix because they're, they, they're not getting a lot of production there and they're a little thin, especially when Tyrone Taylor is down. I think potentially you could add a third base type and it would free you to use Jace Peterson all over as they've had to do. You know, we've seen him in right field the last couple of days. Um, and I think they'll add bullpen because uh, they're very, very good, 7-8-9. But so many games down the stretch are decided in the innings before that and to add one solid guy. You know, I think of Joakim Soria when he came in, someone like that, um, a veteran type maybe, could be very useful. So those are not like, you know, you're not going to have breaking news, special reports probably of those types of trades, but they're the kinds of trades that can help you. And just looking at the roster, especially if they get the remaining injured guys back, most like, you know, most notably Freddie Peralta and Hunter Renfro, 
Um, it just makes it just seems to me like there's there's room to add on the edges, but I don't see them like selling the farm for a huge deal. Have we heard anything about the progress of Freddie Peralta? Because I when they when you say shoulder strain to me, that's always one of the worst case scenarios because there's no there's nothing definitive on it, and it usually means a long period of time. So, is there any news on him? Yeah, well, we did eventually get a a specific diagnosis, and the the name of the little bit, you know, the the little muscle that strained escapes me, but it. There's always this running story on Brewers.com where we have the, the latest of everything we know about everyone who's out. And it's in there if any, uh, you know, med students want to go see what exactly is, is happening to him. But the best news we got on Sunday in Pittsburgh, talking about Brandon Woodruff's second start off the injured list, Chris Hook said Freddie Peralta had resumed throwing off a mound. So oh, wow. not just flat ground, but like he's off a mound in Arizona. So definitely still has hurdles to clear. But once a guy gets off a mound, that's a really good thing because you can start to map out a comeback, which involves a series of bullpens, then a series of sort of controlled live BPs where you're facing hitters. Then you talk about a rehab assignment. Then you talk about getting them back in there. And remember, I, I, I just keep pounding this, this question that I asked when he first went down because they talk about they expect him to pitch again this season. And, but that can mean a lot of things. And the answer we got was they expect him to pitch enough in the regular season to lay a foundation to be a factor in potential postseason if they get that far. So I was going to say, means, does that mean like August? Well, to me, I, I, no one has said the word August. Like David Stearns doesn't want to say August. Craig Council doesn't want to say August. But to me, if you're going to come back and lay a, a good foundation to be a bona fide starting pitcher in, uh, in a National League Division Series game, for example, you need to be pitching by the end of August for me. Um, so that's sort of what I'm just my expectation based on putting pieces together and, and the fact that he's off a of mound right now. I think, again, that's a really good sign. And they will be able to get him rehab assignments, get him built up to the point where he can come back and be a factor. Real quick, uh, Hunter Renfro. Uh, the calf is more serious than they initially thought. He was out doing running on the field the last couple of days. And I'm telling you, if anyone – I hate that the way the home team takes BP first. Home fans never get to see the home team take BP. Doug Melvin always wanted to uh, change that, have the home team do it second. But Renfro's BPs are like, I mean, it's like, it's it's very, very good. I don't know how else to say it. Um, but it's the running. So he's got to get the legs under. He's got to be able to run and push that calf. And they don't want to send him out there early just because he can swing the bat and then have him break for first base on a double or whatever it is and really blow out because he could be really important to them, not just with the power from the right side, which they need uh, against left-handed pitching, but just what he does for you with that arm. I mean, he changes games and base running, opponents base running with the threat of his arm out there. So that's a big player that they're missing right now. Um, but he is out on the field doing some stuff, so maybe on this next road trip they can try to get him out, although they're being pretty careful. Thanks so much, Adam, as always. I know it's your off day, man. We certainly appreciate it, and uh, we'll touch base later on down the road, okay? All right. See you, Bill. Thanks, pal. Talk to you soon. There you go. Adam McCalvey joining us for a couple of minutes on the hotline. Always get, uh, good to get a chance to talk to him, but more so we appreciate it so much uh, when he's doing it on his off day because when the Brewers are off, he too is off. So, 
Thanks to Adam McAlvey for uh, for joining us for a couple of minutes over on the hotline. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at the Four Seasons Island Resort, the Four Seasons Wisconsin.com. And I'm telling you, get up there, whether it's this weekend, next weekend, during the week, business meetings, whatever it happens to be, or you just want to go up and play nine a couple of times and enjoy yourself. Right now, you go to the Four Seasons Wisconsin.com. When you book your room, you put in the uh, the promo code. Bill Michaels 15, Bill Michaels 15, M-I-C-H-A-E-L-S, Bill Michaels 15. Go there and you'll automatically, just for those that listen on the network, you automatically get 15% off your stay, automatically. Not to mention if you run into Todd, maybe down at the Boundary Waters Bar, man, who knows, maybe they buy you a cocktail or two. But I'm telling you, go to the4seasonswisconsin.com and then put in the promo code Bill Michaels 15 and you will get 15% off. Or call. Call the front desk or call Barb, 715-324-5800. 715-324-5800. And call the Four Seasons Island Resort. A tremendous historical old place on Muscano Island up there in, in uh, Pembine, Wisconsin. Really, really cool. Really cool place. Go up there and check it out. But, again, tell them when you call even. Bill Michaels 15, and you'll automatically get 15% off right now. Do it. It's a, it's a tremendous, tremendous place, whether it's swimming or golfing or taking a pontoon ride, kayaking, whatever it happens to be. Or if you've got UTVs and ATVs, the trails are open, you want to go on the waterfall tour, whatever it happens to be, go to four, the4seasonswisconsin.com or call them 715-324-5800. More of the Bill Michaels Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Hey, thanks to our friends at Skipper Buds. They did a fantastic job uh, on my boat. The service department, Ryan and Kathy and everybody there, they did a great job. Uh, thanks so much. And not only are they a tremendous sponsor and they've been with us a long time, but they just do really good work. Um, they, I had a deadline. They met it. Uh, not only did they meet it, I mean, the boat runs fantastic. I have an entire new engine put in the thing and cleaning up the lower unit and all that kind of stuff. It, it's It's fantastic. And it's like uh, it's like a brand new boat, uh, so I, I just I love it. Everything that's gone on up there has been a, an awesome experience. So whether you're looking for a new boat, a used boat, if you're looking for service repair, whatever it happens to be, or I uh, got the kids a couple life jackets too, some of the accessories that goes along with it. That's our friends at Skipper Buds. Skipper Buds, fantastic place, good people. And all you got to do is uh, the one in Pewaukee is the one that I go to. They have them all over. But if you want to, uh, a terrific, terrific deal on a yacht, a pontoon, sport and deck boat, fishing boat, you're trading one in, you're buying new, whatever it happens to be, call my buddy Todd. He's the GM over there, 262-544-1200. Call him up, ask him, say, hey, what's your inventory? Take a look around. Can I get that boat here? Uh, this is what I'm looking for or the accessories, whether it's winches for your trailer or maybe bilge pumps, whatever it happens to be, they have it. 262-544-1200. Again, 262-544-1200. That's our friends over there at Skipper Buds. They do such great work. Um, goes back to our buddy Ron who said, uh, going back to the last segment, talking with Adam McCalvey of MLB.com, he said, if your manager, meaning Craig Council, doesn't want to hit and run and lives by the long ball, this team will not have long win streaks. It is built for the all or nothing. And I agree with that. However, 
with the ability to have solid pitching, it may not have these long win streaks, but they should not have long losing streaks. It shouldn't be back-to-back-to-back losses. It should be, well, you win three or four, and then you lose one. Win three or four, then you lose one. That's the way it should shake out. That's the way it's set up. And you can win a lot of games that way. Okay, I'm not making excuses. I'm just simply saying this is the reality of what it is. But uh, I, I also go back to the fact that yesterday, and going back to what Adam McCalvey had to say, you know, Willie Adamas had an opportunity to bring a run in. All you needed was just to move a runner. That's it. And this team sometimes just doesn't have that ability. And we get so pissed off as fans because we look at you going, are you this stupid? Can you not? Do you not practice and have the ability to move a runner 90 feet? And if you don't have that ability, what the hell are you doing in the majors? But that's the reality of Major League Baseball in today's day and age, unfortunately. But I feel you, man. I feel the frustration. One hour down, three yet to go. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.